0: Welcome to the Scale-Up Show, everybody. This is Ryan Staley. I have a very special guest with me today. I have Nev Macover, who is the founder of Kiwi and Anyword. And he has been working with generative AI for over five years now, was in language models before they were cool, and really, really gets deep on the difference between leveraging something like ChatGPT, which is more open source, versus a specialized model, which... You're probably getting hammered with in terms of niche products. But I loved his perspective because of how he broke it down. You're not gonna miss it. Check it out. How do you grow like a VC backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. Welcome, everybody, to the Scale Up Show. This is your host, Ryan Staley, and I have a very special guest with me today. I have Yaniv Makover, the co founder and CEO of AnyWord, uh, which is a data driven generative AI marketing tool. It's raised a total of 30 million in funding, has been used by marketers, brands like Ted, Baker, Conde Nas, Equinox, and many, many others. Uh, Yaniv, happy to have you on the show. Welcome, welcome, man. Thanks for having me, Ryan yeah happy to be here yeah I'm excited as you know AI is kind of a hot topic right now uh, but love that you started working on this a long time ago uh, and you know it's gonna be really interesting to hear your perspective on on the evolution specifically in terms of language and content and writing. But before we get into that, I want to do a real quick revenue rundown. So where are you guys at in terms of your stages of the journey for your ARR? So we're kind of like,
1: uh, so it's a complicated story because Anywhere kind of like uh, uh, spun out of uh, another company called Kiwi and we're still in the same umbrella. So we're, we're generally approaching the 10 million ARR
0: uh, high level. I um, so cool. won't get to exact numbers. That's fine. That's fine. And then what's your primary go-to-market strategy for revenue growth?
1: So we do a lot of uh, kind of like a PLG approach. We get a lot of people um, to do our trials and, and we use, use the free product and we our, our, our sweet spot is basically mid-market marketing teams, uh, B2B and B2C, and then we get a lot of SMBs as well. Um, so we, uh, we acquire users through ads, organic, um, search, SEO, and the usual stuff.
0: Excellent. And so with, uh, on the... What do you consider mid-market? I always like to ask people that because there's there's like about fifty definitions for mid-market. So, <laughs> what do you classify that? That's as?
1: a great question. So we just we just had a board meeting last week. And I was like, okay, what what is it? So it's like uh, it's it's it, it's more defined, it's defined more of the like the, the marketing team and is it uh, a data driven marketing team? So are they using um, data to qualify their leads? Do they, they do they have some sort of approach that is is more data driven? And then usually that. Seems to be having a paid ads budget, and um, so there's a bunch of kind of like criteria that we have, and and um, but but you're right, it's subjective, and everybody kind of seems mid market, okay? Or else. Like SMB in the US is different than SMB in other places,
0: <laughs> exactly. Okay, so that's good. Um, what's your team size?
1: So, all in all, we're about 65. Okay, excellent, excellent.
0: And then can you walk us through your solution in a verbal paragraph or less?
1: Any words, generative I for performance writing. Um, our goal is to help you get 20 to 30% lift for everything you're writing. If, even if you're an expert writer, you have institutional knowledge, you have things you know that worked or didn't work. Um, LMs or generative AI generally don't know your company. They don't know your brand. They haven't seen your, your, like your past A-B testing. They don't know your, like your, your brand voice. Any words there to help you do that um, and leverage your social knowledge and also give you kind of like the benefit of millions of A-B tests that have done in the past. Um, and then you can now use generative AI to create as much content as you want. Uh, might as well create the content that uh, works.
0: And what do you use to feed the L LM on that?
1: So we've we've collected kind of proprietary data uh over eight years of A B testing different copy on different subjects and and a variety variety of topics. And so the idea is to guess how well copy will do or predict basically for a specific audience, for a specific channel and a business goal. So if you're selling um I don't know, diapers to parents, um would you want to use uh, fear of missing out uh, versus uh, other kind of like approaches and tactics, and 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 some marketers kind of like tend to know, like in their niche, as copywriters or content marketers, like know what works, but um, they have like a lot of biases. And 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 and, and I think one of the, the interesting parts about large language models is that people know that they can write well, but they also understand text really well. So if you were training a model five years ago to guess what copy works better and you gave it a, a bunch of data, it would say, well, this one has an emoji and this one has a clinician mark. Um, it wouldn't learn a lot or the deep context, but now you have a very large language model so you can train it to actually understand why something works, why something didn't work. And I think for us, it's always been the very cool part of it. When, we, when I was like, pitching investors five years ago, I was saying, hey, in five years, or I didn't know when, but um, AI is going to write most of what you read or people are going to use AI to write, ah, you're, you're crazy. And I was like, no, this thing does math now. It was back early, early 2017, 18. You could have a large, large model and say 2 plus 2, and it says equals 4. 4 plus 4 equals 15. And it was like, it would get that wrong, but, but generally you'd have to believe. And then the pitch was to investors, look, now that everybody can create 5,000 tweets at a click of a button, which one are you going to use? And that's really the, the, the real uh, the problem. The real bottleneck now is basically understanding you can't A-B test 5,000 tweets. It's too expensive, cost-effective. Yeah, that's coming kind of like our...
0: Well, I love that, and it's so funny because I literally just responded. uh, Jason Lumpkin at Saster was writing about this. He was talking about quality more as a byproduct of customer support. He's like, "You want to stick out versus everyone offer twenty four by seven support, right?" He was like, "Nobody does it. Uh, People appreciate it," and um, that's one of the things I've seen too. Is like, it's so easy now to spin up a product like a SaaS product. So easy to create content, but you know when there's there's a massive amount of, of quantity, just like we're seeing with all the streaming services. I mean, how many streaming services are there now? What like it seems like an infinite amount, right? Um, but basically, like now it all comes down to quality. So, like I guess, like from your perspective, how do you engineer that quality in your product?
1: So, I think first of all, you have to understand the paradigm of like how people use uh, uh, LLMs in their writing. Okay. And, yeah. Break down and for us. For us, for us, it's like there's like basically two ways. Um, one, I have a like general idea of what I want to get done or get written, and then I, 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 I really appreciate a bunch of ideas from a very large language model, and then those ideas are like ninety percent fleshed out, and so that's like basically one use case, and then the second one is, I know what I want to say, I know what I want what, who I want to say it to, I just need to refine it, um. And then, so we infuse data uh, into creating custom models, uh, which basically are our own models to um, to generate higher performing copy. And we also do in, in both use cases. And we also do like post processing. So let's say we have we generated five hundred copy variations, and like, well, let's throw away these four hundred and just show these last ten and rank them and sort them, and, and and give that as like a as some sort of data point to the to the marketer. Is in our perspective. There's no objectively better copy. We're in the creative business. Five people will have five different opinions about like a, a creative um, uh, copy or anything like that. And so you, you want to say, hey, well, I don't know which one is better, but this one is going to get more engagement on Facebook or on LinkedIn from this audience. And, and so we have, that, we have that data injected into, into um, generating the copy. Um also we'll tell you what are like the best talking points. So when anyone on board is a customer, we ingest all your marketing channels, your social, your ads, your LinkedIn. And then we'll kind of derive that you know, or we'll get to some information about okay, this worked for you, these talking points work for you. Stuff that a, a, a an off-the-shelf language model would not know, something like ChatGPT or um and then that goes into ranking and sorting your 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 outputs and also uh, into the uh, um, generation themselves. So use these two talking points. You're just going to do better. Um, these benefits work better for uh, for your product than these other benefits. They all sound good, but one is going to work better than the other.
0: Okay. So and I love that. So to get more specific, though. So like, let's say I have because I write on LinkedIn right a lot, right? And I was telling you about this where I post daily on it. And I've had, let's say, I've had a couple posts, and I looked at this recently over the last 90 days that have done over 300,000 views on a post, right? So with your model, I could, I could basically inject that information or that content into there. And then the model would identify like, hey, this is a good pattern because of the virality of it, right? And then it'll help you create additional content like that or different versions of it that are likely to be in that same area. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Uh, we look at it from like... A bunch of different dimensions. First of all, your formula. There's different formulas for social posts, like yeah, I'm a list list full of emojis. or I'm going to start with some sort of teaser. Or I'm going to do some um, uh, clickbait you would never believe or something like that. And then there's no one size fits all in formulas. Like you, you need different formulas for different messages. And then there's tone of voice, which is like the most ambiguous thing in copywriting. But it but really you like uh, you wanna you wanna get that right, and you need different tone of, tones for different audiences and, and you want to be on, on your brand. And then there's like talking points. Okay, so some things are more interesting than others, right? So for instance, AnyWord wants to market it, AnyWord to marketers, um, saving you time could be a talking point and um, running 10x faster, um, improving your uh, your ads copy and then just like a bunch of benefits and features. You, there, there are just things that work better and um, can easily be injected into like today's ai right so just use this word 500 times and just get better, better so so that's how we see all these things kind of, kind of like go into your eventually how much reach you're going to get how much engagement
0: okay love that man i think it's good yeah i mean the, the situations i'm talking about are like the carousel models so let like, say we're talking about carousels is that harder for your model to digest or no because it's like almost like a pdf
1: right the carousel has like usually like one primary text and these other secondary texts they're all like in in the format that you can ingest um and then when you collect your your feedback your your, your data your metrics about how well it worked you'll get it per copy um you'll try to at least for chump for channels and so you can kind of like understand how it worked um which one worked better um and then use that
0: for a uh, new company. And then does that help with like repurposing across different social channels then like the same content, but across different channels, like, okay, this did well on YouTube. I want to repurpose it on Twitter and LinkedIn. And then it helps with the, the contextualizing of that platform.
1: Yes. Each one has its own, uh, obviously that's its own format, uh, character limit, um, and, and different things work on, on, on different channels. So we have, Different prediction models for each channel. Um, so basically, if you take like a, a, some posts that work for you on one channel and repurpose it for another, you're basically rewriting it and improving its score for that other one. Um, some, you know, uh, capital letters are better, and others aren't, and emojis work in some way. So um, when people ask me, "So what do you know about what like what actually works?" and I, I I I actually don't, right? Because it's a very large language model, and I can give you like my tips. But I don't like uh, I, I I can't really say I, I can say that the, the model is very accurate. So it's like today we're at 82 percent accuracy. Basically, if you give the model two texts and you know which one works better, we'll guess right. 82 percent of the time where 50 percent is random and we've tested it um, a lot. Um, and then so we're, we're pretty confident and it's it gets better uh, the more data we we, we,
0: we we train it on. How how long do you think it take until you get to like 99 percent?
1: I don't know if we get to 99%. There's a lot of noise in in, in in copy, so you have to have really good A-B testing data. Like You have to compare it on the same audience, same goal, same product, same time, and then you have to clean out all the noise. And copy doesn't explain performance. Usually copy will be next to some image or next to some whatever the format is. So you it's not going to get much higher. Um, um, and, and also, and when you, you have like some metrics that says 82%, it, 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 there's not like one size fits all. Like you, you really want to explain when it works better and sometimes it doesn't work as well, right? So it can differ, like you can differentiate between two examples in the women's fashion uh, space, but it doesn't do well in, in tech. Um, so this, that's, it's a number, <laughs> but it doesn't... So if we get better, we actually get better across different verticals
0: and, um, and different use cases. Gotcha. Sorry about all these questions. I just, I'm nerding out on content with you, which is... Uh,
1: no, no, no. Sorry. It's, this, is, this is what I do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I think it's fascinating. So, so, obviously, you said you started seven years ago, right? You got seven years of data. Uh, what, I guess, like, what happens to the industry, right, when your product has a boom around it, like ChatGPT for for something like yours. So yours is related, right? But like, and a lot of people are probably just like, oh, why don't I just use ChatGPT instead, right? Of using your product. I'm I'm sure that probably comes up. Like what happens to your industry when that happens and completely changes the game kind of at the rate that it happened since November of last year? So
1: I can tell you what happened and what we were feeling well happened. (laughs) So basically, so so, so if you're in, like an entrepreneur for kind of like a, a, a long time, you're like kind of used to a roller So like we had our bank account at SVB. So like we're like, and I had I got a call at Saturday, like, okay, that's like the, the funds are gone. And I was like, I just went to sleep. It's like, yeah, there's nothing I can do with this. So like it, it was like half our funds and wasn't all of it, like a half. I was like, okay, I can, I can deal with half. It's fine. Like as long as I have half and like it's, I've been in worse positions, you know, we had COVID and we had like these customers stopping payments. So, so you have to get, like, the mindset is like, okay, like, this is a roller coaster, just, just get used to it. And I think we're, as a team, I think we're, we're pretty good at that. So ChatGPT launched November 30th, kind of like early December. And we have seen, we saw like a, a crazy boost in, in our numbers, like cost per lead going down, well, much more traffic, search traffic was going, like people were looking for these solutions. And we kind of like saw that for, for like three months. And, and then but, but we, we, as soon as we saw, like as soon as my mom was calling me, oh, what's this thing called ChatGPT? And I was like, okay, this is different. Um, and we've been working in this space for for five years. We've seen all the, the, the growth of large language. Models. This actually did not happen overnight like everybody thinks it did. Um, and, um, and things are moving so fast. They, they haven't moved that fast. But the application ChatGPT w- moved really fast. Um but at that point we were like, okay, we have to revisit uh, our basic assumptions um, and the um, and the way we we had all hands and, and the way we described it to the team is like everything that people can do in one of these um, assistants they'll do there. Kinda like if you're searching for something, you'll do it in Google search or some search engine unless you really are let's say you're looking for freelancers you're going to go to some specialized freelancer website but but the bar is way higher for you to go there because it's very easy to use the chat and um it's everywhere so that changed the the game for us so even all of our numbers our metrics like we were like 100% growth uh over month over month we didn't buy into that hype and we started kind of like, uh, really understanding or trying to understand how we can we can uh position ourselves differently um, and on uh, the product, kind of like uh, um, trying to um, split the the prediction capabilities and the on brand capabilities and the uh, from the generation um, and the packaging, and marketing, everything. And um, it's actually worked really well for us because when we go to market today, uh, we don't have to explain generative AI anymore. And that's like actually a problem we had like a year and a half ago. You go to marketing team, nah, this thing's not going to write really well. And so today we basically have a starting point where um use ChatGPT, yeah. Well, you know, does it write? Well, no, it's not really on brand and it's uh it, it doesn't really perform, but it you know, it gets me a bunch of good ideas. So and especially expert marketers or or people that know their stuff and enterprise coming teams, um or mid-market. Um then then it's much easier to say, oh, OK, these are your problems and this is we've been working on this for five years. Like we've we have this is a, we, a very mature solution to, to the problems. You're having. Yeah,
0: that makes a lot of sense. And, and how did you build the mental muscle, though? Because you just shrugged it off. Right. So how did you build the mental muscle to deal with the roller coaster of a startup?
1: I think most people have that. Like if, if you're in this space or you do this for a while, you like, you you've, you've had some bad news. You've had an investor leave or a, an employee or a customer. And, you know, you take it really badly at first. Um, you're about to close around, doesn't close. It, 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 that's pretty standard. Um, actually, when I hear other, other entrepreneurs and they're like early on and they tell me like their stories, and they were like, really like, oh, it's like it's a dramatic story. And I, I went to this investor and, they, and I, oh, I almost had it. And they said no or something like that. And I was like, ah, man, that's breakfast. Like, yeah, like, that's like, like, move on. And that, that happens all the time. And that, that's, that's just like, uh, so I feel like there's no way around it. You just develop that scar tissue. And then like now you're, I literally remember the SVB thing. It was like, oh, that's fine.
0: Well, I remember that too, man. Like, uh, I mean, it's good that you, you had the ability to shrug it off. So,
1: No, if we, if we had all our funds there, it would be a different thing. We had just had half and I was like, okay, I can deal with half and there's nothing I can do with this. So um, eventually everything turned out well and right there was like, uh, we, didn't, we didn't lose our funds. But, but uh, I think, yeah, I think if we had all of it, I would be in a different mode.
0: Well, so, so let me ask you this. How did you, one of the other things that was really interesting, you know, based on the research I had is that you became on the New York times, uh, as an investor, right. On the, on the board as an investor. So how did, how did that happen? That's like very interesting to me on, on how that kind of took place. What was the story behind it? And and how did that happen?
1: So first of all, Kiwi was our kind of like our first company. We, we founded it in, uh, 2013, 2014, we launched. And um, the vision for Kiwi and word, like word is a spin off out of Kiwi. So, the uh, Kiwi is a SaaS platform for audience development for media companies New York Times, CNN, NBC, National Geographic, a lot of the top US media companies, also Telegraph, The Guardian, um, use Kiwi. Um, the vision behind Kiwi was like um, writing hasn't changed for 200 years, give or take a typewriter. Um, but reading has changed. So when you read an article today, you're going to find it in some feed. And that feed knows who you are. So Facebook knows who you are, and uh, LinkedIn knows who you are. But you're reading something that was a bit written for everybody. So that's like a problem that I, I that's the, the vision. Like we can solve this problem. So, the, so Kiwi was basically solving, we couldn't, the was, technology wasn't there to rewrite articles. But so we were like, the, the Kiwi platform was basically, let's scan the article you wrote look at the words, and then find the best target audiences in these mm-hmm. platforms. So if you're like, for instance, an article about people migrating from Brooklyn to Manhattan, let's target people who like Game of Thrones um, live in New York. And that was basically the the basic technology behind Kiwi. And then uh, it was around the time where publishers had to pay social uh, networks or uh, started paying social networks for distribution. And that just uh, fell into the lap. so they, they saw performance gains. Um, and so the biggest publisher is the New York Times. And I basically cold emailed like this guy, LinkedIn, whatever, 50 times, they didn't answer me. So, and eventually uh, I got somebody that knew him. He was on the marketing team of the New York Times. And then um, he took the meeting. Uh, he did a $5,000 POC, which is nothing for them, uh, had really good results. Um, they became a really good customer of ours. Um, then they have an investment team, so they also invested. Uh, I don't know, a few years later, he helped me pick my uh, wedding uh, ring for my wife. Oh, wow. That guy. Yeah. He doesn't know that I called the him 50 times. He forgot, I think. <laughs> so then they invested. He, he's, he, he's a good friend. Okay, so they invested yeah. in you now, vice versa.
0: Yeah, yeah. They invested okay. in, 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 in Kiwi. Okay, gotcha. Well, so let me ask you this. Now that so you said you've been growing 100% month over month growth, right? Is that still continued now? No, that's a lot. 100% is, is a lot. No, we, we're growing fast, but not that fast. Well, I think you said month over month, like not entire, but 100% month over month growth. Didn't you say that earlier, or did I misunderstand you? Since No, the, no,
1: no. That's, that's, that's crazy exponential what you're saying. We're, we're already at scale, are. Like that's Yeah, uh, okay. That's not what, was what was it? We're, we're
0: growing. F- growth metric you meant. We're growing. F- yeah. We're growing fast, but not that fast. Well, well you, Okay. I thought you said something once ChatGPT hit, you grew. Oh, you grew 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. The
1: first few months, on our all, our all our CAC basically kind of decreased by 100% or by uh, –
0: Oh, okay. Got like got really, me.
1: and and our, and our organic metrics grew uh, really fast. But that was like for a three-month period and then okay.
0: – I misunderstood it. you. So yeah, right well, now. let me ask you this. And like what's your single biggest challenge growing right now that you're seeing?
1: Um, I think we have the regular startup stuff like you know where product market fit is 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 not a definitive thing. you just have to keep working on it um there's so many opportunities in the market just the technology is 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 there, so you can do so many things like everybody's looking at it, and like we and we've been thinking about where value accrues how to build a company with a mode for five years right so And now that's happening, you still have to, you have to um, adapt and, and, uh, and, and, and and move quickly. So I think, I think the, that, that, I think that's a a general problem for, for, for a startup and and in a space that's moving really fast, it's even more acute. Like you have to, you have to adapt really well. And also the company building, the team building gets like hard because um, uh, you, you need to move fast and adapt. And I think that's, uh, for me i'm looking at okay how does next year look like how does the team look like what are we actually going to um where are we going to place our chips um and where we're going to like say that's not for us um we're refining our our icps all the time and like who we're targeting and who we're not uh, and yeah, got our stuff
0: are you, is your motion completely plg or do you have like an outbound motion as well or leveraging enterprise on top of it it's
1: completely, it's 95% People like we all get some like, uh, I don't know, introductions from people, but we now have, that's the thing we're working on. We, we, we get a lot of product qualified leads, a lot of really good ones. And we're, we're not really good at um, sorting them out and, and, and the whole, um, I would say onboarding process so we're we're still figuring that out. Okay.
0: Gotcha. Well, let's flip it on the other side of it. What would you say is like your single best growth strategy that you've seen work the best? To to grow your organization,
1: I didn't i i I wasn't that familiar with all the whole PLG strategies. Like people would run ads at scale, get leads, and then get enterprise deals or um, mid market deals. I didn't like I didn't see that happen a lot next to me, and I didn't even witness it close hand. And, and it really works. So if you can like just uh if you have a, a big market like we like I think our market's pretty big and you can scale your, your acquisition your paid acquisition and you can make your metrics work that's great that's like a really good place to be um it's not to say that we 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 don't do other things in our marketing but that's like a really big part our paid acquisition it's a really big part of our, our
0: well that's interesting that you say that because like with your solution what platforms do you do you see them being most effective on? Because I would think maybe, well, I'm, I'm going to shut up and just wait for you to answer because it it, you might surprise me on the. I'm curious on what platforms that works the best on.
1: Really, That's like, I think like everybody uses search, uh, social, like uh, Meta and uh, and LinkedIn, right? That's like where we have some TikTok stuff, and but not like we we we're, we're not that evolve that we're like trying new and different things. It's like bread and butter stuff. Yeah. And our and, and and I can say like, look, our cost per lead is just decreasing all the time. Really? Since we, since we launched, it's, it keeps on decreasing over and over because we're just, there's more, way more organic traffic. People looking uh-huh. for, for marketing solutions. We're in that space where like, there's like uh, enterprise companies are looking to adapt solutions. Uh, SMB is like, it's, it's a, uh, It's it's a unique place, I think, or a unique uh, market.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's why I was curious because I know you you deal with a lot of B two B. So that's why I was wondering. Like, I'm kind of surprised you said Meta on that, Um, but uh, if you
1: attribution is hard, there attribution and tracking is hard to do like accurate one but at least but it, it, it like we can't turn it
0: off it's, it's still that it's, good it's, it's, and then are you when you're saying organic good. is a lot um through just like seo or, or social as well
1: yeah we get a quarter of our traffic through 30 percent through seo oh
0: wow do, do you think the because of the large language models is the way they're kind of getting constructed do you think that's going to affect seo at all
1: Oh yeah. You mean the fact that there are going to be less searches? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think not in the niche industries or categories. So if you're looking for some like general question and you, and, 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 uh, an LLM can actually give you an answer. So you're going to do way less search searches to, to, to come to your, to, to a conclusion. I think in, like, um, I think there's different types of SEO, like, um, if you have really good thought leadership content, um, it in in your space, it's gonna outperform anything an LLM can say. Like the way I, I, at least this is my humble opinion, right? So, um, I've written a lot of articles with AI, um, and it's like a very competent sidekick that's not an expert in any space. And but if you really want the and, and there are a lot of tactics that it knows that you probably don't about how, like, especially if it, don't, it has the any word data, so it can create a better headline than you can, and it would be more engaging or stuff like that. But, but if you have like an interesting position about something or some some interesting data point, um, you're they, they, not going to get that answer from an LM. Yeah. However, I do think plagiarism is going to be a huge problem, because even if you have that great idea. And you've written really well um, for someone to go and basically crop your data and your idea and rewrite it in a million
0: ways is very easy now. Yeah, I can see that being a big problem as well. So unfortunately, we're, we're just up on time. This has been great, though. Uh, but before we go, I'd love to hear just like, where do you see the future of generative AI? Generative AI is going over the next 12 months.
1: Wow, this is way over my pay grade. I can tell you where we're going. Um, performance writing. I think people will stop guessing about what works for whom. They'll have like a clear north star about what like, really what actually should work. And I think, I think uh, uh, you're still going to be like the creative, like the marketer, still a creative. Um, um, but you'll have a, like a calculator that basically tells you this: yeah. these fifty directions are greater, are good, and these aren't. And you should definitely use these words. Um and, and this messaging strategy for for this audience. Um generally generative, I think it's 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 I'm very excited about the opportunities. I think that uh industries are gonna be get created, industries are gonna be disrupted. Um I think it's an exciting time.
0: Well, what do you yeah, I mean, what do you think about like the industry, like what kind of industries do you think are gonna be created? I'd be curious on that, just your take.
1: Uh, you know that, like when, when, because like, I've been working on and, and NLP like for a long time, yeah. and I was super excited with large large, large before, like even Bert and the the, the the 2017 models, and and now I feel like people are more excited than me. <laughs> it's like they're and 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 I think um, the way I I see the the opportunity, so anything with data that has to be explained, so there's so many analytics companies or. Like um, that that really uh, um, hard that nothing is really actionable, right? So it's really hard to, to turn data and insights into actual uh, stuff you should be doing in any space, like medical spaces, marketing. And I think like anywhere it turns data into like actual insights. Okay, now I can turn this into like performing copy. I think you can do that with a lot of verticals. And I think when you can when you start doing that. The whole product is different than any incumbent uh, out there. The whole user experience is different. So there's an opportunity to actually create a category from scratch, right? Based on the idea that you can create some actionable insights for almost any data set in any field, um, which I, I think is super cool.
0: Love that. All right. Well, Yaniv, it was, it was great having you on the show. Uh, where can people find you? Where can they find more about Kiwi or anywhere?
1: Uh, so anywhere.com. Um, and if you're a media company, it's Kiwi K E Y W E dot co. Um, I'm at Yaniv at AnyWord.com. Um, so feel free to reach out.
0: And it's it's Y A N I V. Uh, just so you. Y A N I V. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, thought,
1: I thought everybody knew. Y A N I V. Yeah, uh, yeah
0: uh, I just want I just want to make sure, man. Just so so people don't, don't uh, miss out. Okay. So well, Yaniv, that's it was a, okay. it was a pleasure having you on the show. Really love just kind of hearing your thoughts, especially because you're. You're a grizzled veteran in the uh, NLP space. So um, it was awesome just hearing your perspective, where you think it's going, what's happening. So thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you for having me. I really had fun. All right. Thanks, man. We will see you all on the next episode. Thank you for checking out The Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering